I want to speak to you for a few moments on the topic of surrender. Surrender. In so many words, what are you willing to surrender to God? What are you willing to surrender to God? I, I want to take uh, a, our text out of the book of Exodus, book of Exodus chapter 4, uh, starting with verse 1. And I want to read a couple of verses there, and then that will lay our foundation to what I want to preach to you this morning, what I want to talk to you, and allow that to just kind of just get a hold of your heart because I believe God wants to touch us and, and help us understand that, that when God gets involved in our, in our life, when, get, when, get, when God gets involved in our situation, anything is possible. Anything can happen when we, when we surrender completely to God. In the book of Exodus, chapter 4, starting with verse 1, this is what it says. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of, all of, the, hold of the snake and turned back into a staff in his hands. This said the Lord. It is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. What do you have? What is available to you or at your disposal or in your possession? You see, this rod was nothing special of itself. It was just a rod. In other words, just a stick. What was significant about this stick was, it was what Moses had. That's all he had. Note, God did not ask Moses what he did not have. We could all make a list, a long list of what we don't have. If we were asked that question, we all are real good and real quick to make a list of all the things that we don't have. Well, we don't have enough money. We don't have the great education. We don't have the high social status in, 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 in society. And we can go on and on with a list of things that we don't have. Because we always assume that God is looking for something big when Moses, all he had on his possession was a stick, a staff. And that's what the Lord asked him, what is in your hand? And my friend, and I've come to tell you this morning that sometimes what you think is not important, what you think is not significant, it, is, it can be the very thing that God can use to propel you and promote you and use you in a powerful way. The, the, the things that you think are not important can become the most important things in the eyes of God. And the list can go on and on. But God never direct our attention to what we don't have, but to what we do have, even though it, it might seem small. You know, God always seems to direct our attention to the things that we have in our possession already. It might look like it's not important. It might look like it's little. But God always has a way to direct us to that area. Because I want you to know this. God gave us everything we need to do the job. Everything that you 
have right now, it might not look like it's much, but God has given you what you need to accomplish the job with what you have. Because we're always trying to compare ourselves or compare what we have to other people. Well, I don't have that stuff, or, or I don't have that standard, or I don't have that nice car, or I don't have that kind of money, or I don't have that kind of job. And it's very easy to compare ourselves to everybody else and everything else, especially in social media today. It, it, it seems like everybody's going everywhere and you ain't going nowhere. Can I get And it seems like everybody's buying new stuff and you ain't buying nothing. And here you are paying your tithes, being faithful to God, and you can't even afford a, a, a used car. Come on, somebody. But, but it looks good on the outside, but the problem is God wants to do something great on the inside. God wants to touch us and transform our life. And even though what we have seems small, looks weak and significant, this is on purpose because God has designed it so that we have, so that we have must be connected to him to work. See, the difference is the power of God. You know, because when it doesn't look like much, when it looks like insignificant, when it looks like it's no big deal, God sometimes organizes it on purpose so we must understand that what we need or what we must need to help us go forward must be connected to the power or must be connected to him. Because if we can do it with our own strength, if we can do it with our own ability, if we can do it with our own things that we have, we, we will not need God. But when you come down to a place that you don't have nothing any longer, that only place that you're going to look up to is up to the help of God. Because where my help comes from, my help comes from the Lord. See, the difference is the power of God. It's not your ability your knowledge, your talent, or the size of your gift, or the beauty of your gift that matters. All that matters is how much of God is in your heart. How much of God is in your heart. Your heart represents what you have that you're willing to surrender to God. That's what matters the most. What's in your heart. Because you, 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 don't, you might not have much, but if you have a willing heart that's willing to surrender to God, willing to give it all, willing to, to, to turn it in and say, God, you know what? I don't have it all. I don't have all this talent. I don't have all these abilities and so on. But one thing I do have, I have a heart that worships you. I have a heart that adores you. I have a heart that is after your heart. And my friend, if you can get a person who falls in love with God with their whole heart, my friend, God can use them in a powerful way. Little shepherd boy named David. Little shepherd boy named David captivated the, the heart of God when he was out there in the shepherd's field doing his own thing. He was not talented. He was not even gifted. He, he was not a warrior at that time. All he was that he was playing his harp and he was worshiping God. My friend, it's that worship, that heart that captivated the, the, year, the year of God and listened to a little shepherd boy and said, there's something, there's someone out there that is calling after me. You see, all that matters is how much of God is in your heart. 
Your heart represents what you have that you're willing to surrender to God. When God gets in, it's enough. When God gets in, it will surprise you. Moses fled from, 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 that, from that rod when he turns to a serpent. You see, the anointing is a supernatural power of God operating through the natural to produce results that are humanly impossible. Come on, somebody. It, it, it is the anointing that comes in a, in, a, in a place or in a person that are able to do something supernatural, results that, in the, that, that is not possible and humanly. It is the anointing. We need to ask God to get in our hearts, to get in our hearts, to get involved in our situation, to get involved in the things that we're in life. We need to ask God to get in our hearts. Can I get amen this morning? Can I get a heart out there, a like out there? Those who are watching us online, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about this morning. That we need the power of God. We need the Lord Jesus Christ to get in our hearts more than ever before. That is to say, the great need of the hour is to get God in our songs. When we worship up here, that is not worshiping out of, out of empty words or, or empty heart. Then we worship up here is because God is in it. And, and you feel the anointing when, 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 when the worship starts. When the worship starts singing, that is just another song. Look at me, how, how wonderful I sing. And look, and look how... how, how Look how good I look singing. How many of there's more to that? Anybody can sing a song, but, but, but when God gets in it, and, and there's the anointing of God, uh, chains are broken. People are set free by the power of God. I don't want just another song. I want the Spirit of God to penetrate our hearts and change our lives forever. We want God in our preaching. We want God to get in our preaching's business too. That we don't just come up here and, and talk for 20 minutes and we call it a sermon. No, my friend. We want God to preach like, like thunder and hearts are saved. People are changed. Life are delivered. People are transformed by the power of God. My friend, we want God to get in our songs, to get in our preaching, to get in our marriages as well, to get in our businesses as well. God in our gift. God in, in our talents as well. You see, when God gets in things, it's not the same. When God gets in a thing, it can scare some people. Have you ever seen God move? It will freak some people out when, when it's God. Just like Moses, who had never seen his rod turn to anything like that before, God God got in a rock and caused a river to float out of it that quenched the thirst of one to three million Israelites. God got in a donkey and caused it to speak and rebuke a rebellious prophet. God got in, in the axe head of iron and caused it to swim up to the top of the water so the prophet could reach out his hand and take hold of it. My friend, when God gets in it, there's change. When God gets in it, it doesn't look the same. There's something different when God gets involved. Oh, come on, somebody. 
You know I'm telling you the truth. When God gets into your husband's life, God will change him. When God gets into your spouse's life, God will change her. When God gets in the life of your children, they will go from rebellious to a scum. Oh, come on, somebody. God can turn it around. When God gets in it, when God gets in it, when we allow the Spirit of God, and sometimes it doesn't look the way we think it should look like. When God gets in it, it might look different. It might not look the way we expect it to look like. When God is involved in that situation. You see, God got in a box, and they call it the Ark of the Covenant. They placed this box inside the most holy place of the tabernacle. The ark was made of wood, but it was covered with gold. This is symbolic of the nature and the supernatural, the human and the divine nature of Jesus. The most holy place from the inside was covered in gold, but from the outside, the tabernacle was covered with, with bagger skin. No one would know by looking at the outside that there was such a valuable treasure in the inside. On the outside, it looks like it was nothing significant. But on the inside, there was something powerful that was holding the presence of God on the Ark of the Covenant. Today, God has chosen to place his presence and glory in human tents. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 4 says this, but we have this treasure, treasure in earthly vessels that are the excellency of the power and may be of God and not of us. In other words, God lives in us. On the inside, we don't look like much. And sometimes we don't value ourselves of much. We don't think we're that important. You know, according to the eyes of society, we're not have that right standard. We don't drive the right car. We don't live in the right neighborhood. We don't have the right job. On the outside, it looks like it's not important. But on the inside, you are treasured by God. You are special by God. Don't let the enemy, don't let the devil, don't let anybody tell you you ain't good enough. You are special. You got the presence of God you see Moses rod symbolize something that is weak he have no life or energy on his own God just agree with me right there it can only it can only do what the nature human power of Moses enabled to do into the presence of God, got in it. Listen, I'm almost finished. In like fashion, we are weak. We have no life or strength or power of our own. It was only as Moses released the rod to God that God's power came into it. It is only as we surrender ourselves to God that his power will be manifested through us. Too many times we're unwilling to give up what we have. We want to hold on to what we know, what, what we understand, what we are comfortable with, what we have learned upon and, and had control 
owe it for so long. God wants us to give up something new, something greater. But you have to be willing to let go of what you have. Because God wants to do something incredible in your life. But you must be willing to let it go. Trust God with your life, with your situation. You see, let me hurry up. Before God could fulfill his promise to Abraham that all the nations of the earth would be blessed in his seed, he asked for his seed back. In other words, before you can bless all the nations, I must ask your seed back. Abraham trusted God with his seed, which is Isaac. And God gave him Jesus and everyone who trusts in his blood to save us. You see, we are here today. We are here today, the seed of Abraham, because Abraham was willing to give what he had and give it to God. You see, the rod of Moses became the rod of God. That rod became the symbol of God's authority and power. You see, that instrument, listen, I'm hurrying. That, that instrument by which God word and will work in force. So it is today that, that through you and I who carry the spirit and the word in us that God will be in force in the earth. It is through us. That the power of God, that supernatural will take place because we are that instrument. We are that vessel that God resides in us. My friend, we, are, we have that treasure. And it is the gospel and the power of God that is going to come out through us. But we got to proclaim the message of hope. You see, God told Moses what he was going to do and how he will deliver Israel. But he still had to stretch out the rod. In like fashion, God's word revealed his will to us, but we still have to speak it. In other words, we got to stretch out the rod. Jesus said, we have mountains. We have mountain moving power. But he said, in order for the mountain to move, we have to speak to it. Every time Moses stretched out the rod, it was a type of speaking the word out of, out of a believing heart. Think about it. Every time he stretched that rod, every time he did something with that rod, it, it was the power of God shining through, coming through to do supernatural things in the life of the people. Listen, God gets involved in our situations. God cares about our situations. God cares about our needs. And just as Moses and that rod were God's instrument for bringing his power against Egypt and setting the Israelites free, we today are God's instrument to afflict, afflict Satan's kingdom, to, to bind the enemy from our families, to bind the enemy from our children, that we can be set from drugs, from suicide, from, from addictions. It is the power of God. We have the word through us. But we got to stretch it out. You see, never just look at what you have in the natural. But look, look at it at the power God has given you through the Holy Ghost. 
See, I have enough meal and oil for, for one little cake, said the widow of Seraphim. I have just a little pot of oil, said the widow woman who was in debt and in danger of losing her sons to a life of slavery. There is a lad dead here with two fish and five loaves of bread. But what is the amount to so many as Philip, a disciple of Jesus? But in each case, their little bit was enough. Come on, somebody. It might be little, but when God steps in it, it becomes a lot. When God steps in it, it may multiply. And same thing in your life. It might doesn't look like much. It might look like it ain't doing a much of difference. But when God steps in it, ooh. When they put it in God's hands, it became more than enough. More than enough. Listen, and that's what we're doing this morning. That we are putting it in the, in the Lord's hands. We're putting it in the Lord's hands. And become more than enough. When Samson, and I'm closing with this. When Samson was assaulted by the Philistines, there was no superior weapon of quality design to be found. He started looking around him for something, anything that he could use. He found the jawbone of a donkey, and with it slew a thousand men. What made this jawbone Samson's weapon of choice? Answer. It was there. It was available. It was within reach. God is not looking for greatness. Any old stick, any old bush will do. All God needs is you to make what you have available to Him. Put it in his hands when Samson looked at the jawbone of that donkey he saw something no one else saw he saw an instrument of mass destruction and that's what become in your hands when you put it in your hands and say God it might not look like much my prayer might doesn't look like much my situation doesn't look like much but I'm going to put it in your hands and when you put it in the Lord's hands when you put it in the Lord's hands, He takes it from nothing to something great. He takes it from nothing than more and enough. Can I get an amen in the house of God? Listen, when Samson looked at that jawbone, he had despised that jawbone and thought that it was, it was too weak or too insignificant or too foolish. He may have died at the hands of the enemy. I believe many of God's people have been defeated in life because we have allowed the enemy to cause us to despise our gift or our talent. Like the servant who went out and, and buried his one talent. Many have buried their talent because it seems so weak, so small, and so insignificant. But I'm telling you, God can take a stick, God can take a rod and turn it into a serpent and deliver a nation, deliver you. My friend, God can do the same in your life. God can take that situation and turn it around into something significant, something great. Listen, you never 
underestimate the power of God. You never underestimate the power of prayer. You never underestimate what God can do. But we have to believe it and trust God with the results. The results is not up to us. The results is up to God. We do our part. We pray. We fight. We claim it. We do what we can with our own ability. But when it comes to the results, the results are not my results. The results are results of God. Trust in the Lord. What do you have that you're willing to surrender to God? See, if Moses had that rod or that staff, that staff turned to a snake. You, you know, I thought about it for a second about that. I said, man, even Moses had a snake on his staff. But ain't you glad there's no more snakes? Come on. <laughs> 